You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Blanchard and Matt. We split our two DFS mm, lineups last week. Our, we did a Saturday only. For those our Saturday only, we made money on. Our Sunday, we did that not. Worried so we, me. we broke even on it. Okay. Again, another another nice thing about doing DFS: no juice. No juice. That is so. A we kind split. Of a, yeah, yeah. We still ended up breaking even. Yeah. Perfectly even. I would have best the other way around. I thought Saturday was, was like, <laughs> man, I didn't like fishing from that pond. There wasn't many fish in there to go grab. But we knew what we were doing. But we had um, it well. Looking here at our Sunday lineup, uh, Taysom Hill, 10.0. Oh, he got hurt. He got pulled out of the yeah, game. He got, yeah, he yeah. got hurt. Again, we, the last segment we were talking about Sean Payton keeping that team into it. They, they go through multiple quarterbacks like every game. We didn't finish that far out of the money. We finished with 106.78 points. Okay. Um, so maybe if he's healthy, that'd be enough. Yeah, Cooper Cup was 29.6 points. Solid. Here's he how was expensive it, as could be, but right. I told you before, you if you if your player really outproduces mm-hmm. what you you know what his expectations are, uh, he gets to fire. Oh right, right, right. If he doesn't, he gets to snowflake. Yeah. Cooper Cup scored 29.6 points and did not. That was and that doesn't even get fired. Didn't, didn't get fire. <laughs> That's just like another day at the office. <laughs> Cup. Wow. Any chance he's in the MVP conversation? No. I don't think so. No. I mean, it's as good a year as you ever see from receiver, yeah. but I can't go that far. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 4.6 points. That didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, De- uh, Devonta Foreman, 9.4 points. He had 69. He had 84 total yards, so I can't say he was a bust. Yeah, I say it wasn't horrible. Just but he didn't get in the end zone. Then, yeah. Yeah. One catch. That mm-hmm. just wasn't enough. Uh, Zay Jones had five, lots of targets. Yeah, they threw his way. And they missed him a couple of times down the field. But uh, There five, was a big one that he yeah. missed, yeah. Five catches for 27 yards, which, okay. I mean, the, the PPR aspect of it saves you a little. But yeah. It wasn't got, a super productive day for we him. We got 7.7 points at him. We paid 4,500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't and horrible. Missed getting a big fire symbol next to him. Yeah, yeah, really. Right. Uh, Pittman, Michael Pittman had 20.4 points. Did he score, I guess? Uh, he, he did. did. Yeah. He did. He scored in a two-point conversion. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember he scored and he was grumpy about it because yeah. they were getting beat up on. That worked out okay. Uh, Jared Cook, that was fine. 12 points out of him. He had mm. four catches for 80 yards. He also could have had more. Yeah. Um, he was also one of the reasons they didn't help the right tackle very much either. They kept putting him out in routes. But, yeah. You know, you know. Four catches for 80 yards yeah, for yeah. a $3,800 tight end. Yeah, right. Okay. At his age, I mean, he's still getting it done. Samaj P. Ryan. Hmm. Blue Tarski does. Yeah, how did I? I paid very little attention to that game. I didn't pay any attention. It was, to it. It was the Steeler game yeah. was going on, and it meant nothing. And in I fact, I wanted to put Dearness Johnson in there, but Friday Dearness Johnson was on the COVID list. Oh right, right, and right. Like, uh, it was a mess. Yeah, so that didn't work. And uh, in many cases, we didn't know who was playing and who wasn't. That was part of it. Too. That was a game that was a glaring. And the COVID list was part of that as well. Yeah. Steelers defense, thirteen points. Yeah, you'll take it. We had a and fire. Only gave up 13 points. That was our only fire, in fact. Two picks, sacks. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a good productive day. Between 7 and 13 points allowed. That gets you some mm-hmm. points as well. Our Saturday lineup was uh, was a much uh, much better little Saturday lineup there. Uh, we scored 116.1 points, which was good enough to get us into money. Our decision to start Patrick Mahomes paid off 26.2 points. Hmm. I, I guess, guess Dak would have been the call. 
Yeah. Come I guess, to think yeah. of it, I mean, we thought he was going to play like a quarter. He played a lot and threw four or five touchdowns. Uh, Kenneth Gamewell, 18.7. That was sweet. He was on fire. He was the guy, yeah. Uh, Daryl Williams got 7.7 points. He got banged up in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a quick note, I wonder, and we'll get into Chiefs talk, but I mean, I wonder if Edward Solaire's in the equation this week or not. Especially Remember, he hurt the bang. shoulder against know, the Steelers. A couple things, yeah. right? Their skill guys are far from a sure bet this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about that here in a second. Yeah. Uh, Cedric Wilson got 31.9. He was gold, man. Yeah, that was, that's, that's the winner there for us. Yeah. Between him and that's Mahomes. the former Cedric Wilson's son. It is, by yes. The way, people don't know. Um, it's a nice, nice fourth wideout for the car for the Cowboys. I made the mistake of one of the guys that we originally started was not going to play. I can't mm. remember who it was. You'd make a audible at the line of scrimmage. So I audibled, um, and I pulled out him, jockeyed around that in our flex, and got put Tyreek Hill in the lineup, mm. which seemed great. But yeah, he, well, just, he was fine, and then he got hurt in warmups. Got hurt in warm-ups. He hasn't done anything since coming off COVID. Again, we'll get to the Chiefs here in a minute. But yeah. Boy, he's so important for them. He had one catch for two yards. Yeah, and it was really hobbling around yeah. on a bad heel, too. Uh, Jerry Judy got five. He had two catches for 30 yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey, four for 34 and a touchdown, 13.4 points, but that's not what you're paying for. No, right. Travis touchdown Kelsey. saves you a little, but still, no, no fire symbol by him. Uh, I changed it up and put Derek Gore as our flex. He played. He had three points, 30 rushing yards. Those Chiefs are killing us. And then the Chiefs defense got us nine points. Okay. So we finished in the money. Okay. But, yeah. you know. I mean, again, there wasn't a lot to pick from in that one. There was not. That was a tough one. I guess any Cowboys. Cowboys. Wilson, we got the best one, really. Wilson. Yeah, without a doubt. If we would have had Dak, we would have cleaned up. Well, we we won our money. Yeah, that's amazing. That's what we set out to do. Uh, You mentioned that that game, uh, Tyreek Hill – Injured his heel during warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played very sparingly. Absolutely. After he's the, been fighting a lower body injury even before he was on the COVID yeah. list. Been, he, he has not been himself. I no. Mean, he's hobbling on the – he's been gutting it out. He's a tough guy. Yeah. Um, Daryl Williams didn't play after the second quarter. You mentioned Edward Solaire mm-hmm. was already out. Um, they, yeah. I mean, I don't know they could be down to their third-string running back there. And then Kelsey got hurt late in the game. Kelsey got hurt uh, in the last play of the game uh, as he caught a 12-yard pass. Um, Andy Reid saying he believes Kelsey will be fine. Um, he said, with Tyreek, we held him out most of the game, although he jumped in and played a little bit. Then Darrell Williams had a toe that was bothering him, his big toe. Other than that, I think we're okay. okay. Big toe for a running back is a big no, deal. that's a big deal. I mean, yeah. he's not the most special athlete to begin with. I think they had an offensive line injury, too. Yeah. Maybe it was Orlando Brown. I need to double check. He didn't play that game. Oh, he didn't play in that one? Yeah. Okay. But he's expected not back 100%. this week. Okay. Uh, I wanted to say the other, the right tackle. Was it Nyang? Nyang got hurt last week. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, they car- I think they carted him off. Yeah. I haven't paid a ton of attention to the Chiefs, but, boy, I'm going to have to readjust that starting tonight. You yeah. Know, really dig in back well, into now, the Well, now, the great thing now is for, for people like us who do stat stuff. Yeah. You get the whole season stats. Yeah, right. You know, this Finish is, the year yeah. here, and, you know, right, right, exactly. No, they're, they're, they're going to be an interesting team. Clearly, they um, can beat the Steelers without their stars. But they're built a certain way, tight end, wide receiver, amazing quarterback, and that wide receiver and tight end have very different skill sets. It's extremely hard to take both away that they're greatly compromised without them. And, you know, even when we previewed that game, Kelsey and Hill had like 50% of their receiving production. Well, I think now, you know, when the Steelers went in, the, in there on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. 
Uh, it was the day after Christmas. They flew into Kansas City the day of Christmas. Um, you've done it once. Yeah, you've you've gone into right, that building right, right. with a with your young football team. They kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. You know, is it going to be? Is that place going to be louder for a playoff game? Maybe a little bit louder, but not ridiculously louder. Right, right. You no, know, you've played against Mahomes, so totally different neighbor, It's almost right. like playing against. You know, for a lot of those guys, that's the first time they've played against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've seen it. Without question. You know? Um, that defense throws a lot at you, too. Chris Jones didn't play in that game, though, right? Oh, no, he played. He didn't play the game before. He played right. in the Steelers game. Yeah, he came back for the Steelers. Um, I want to ask you something sort of off topic, but I've been meaning to ask for a couple weeks. The Steelers' road woes are pretty obvious. I mean, they won yesterday, and now they're, what, 3-5 and five on the road for the year? But yeah. it wasn't a good year on the road. No. I mean, in slow starts, some of their worst losses. Is it as simple to you as... This team's just really young and hasn't done it in the NFL level. I think a large degree, yeah. I, I think that has a lot to do with Because a lot of those games, if you think back about it, uh, to those games, and even yesterday, for, mm-hmm. for that matter, it was false starts. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, the face mask penalty. That was, on, penalty. that was on Joe Haig. That was one of their, their mm-hmm. veteran guys. They don't get that. They win that game in regulation. Agreed. That's actually was point two of that is not only they a young football team, quarterback and Hayward aside, but, I mean, they're a very young football team. But there's an an old coaching phrase that I very much believe still holds is great O line, good O line play travels, you yeah. know. And even if it's just a, a group of five dudes that have played together for two or three years that don't have Pro Bowlers across the board, but the communication on the road is there, and, you know, the understanding how to the silent counts and all the adjustments you have to make and things like that that are just so much harder on the road. Well, Steeler line was going to struggle with that stuff all year, and we knew it. I think, too, I was talking with Wolf yesterday, and he brought this up, and I, I thought it was a good point by him. Obviously, he knows offensive line play a little sure. bit. All the pre-snap motion that Matt Canada wants to do yeah. does not fit in well with what with a young offensive line. No, it doesn't. Because what, what happens when you do it when – okay, so you motion – the tight end from from the strong side now he goes over to the to the left side he's on the weak side. Mm-hmm. It changes who the, every one of those offensive linemen now has to block. Yeah, right. On right. the fly, all the assignments yeah. change. It's funny as you say in that it's almost like we've had the conversation often about when a Revis travels ten have to adjust. Yeah. Well, you same don't thing think for about an offensive the line. Ten. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but the same thing's true for the O line of I got the second guy in and now I got the third guy in and yeah. it's a much different angle and I got to reach him differently or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That makes some sense. There's that. And I think a lot of the outside zone stuff mm-hmm. when you're asking, so that's this, all continuity. Yeah. You're asking those guys, okay, now we're, we're all going to move to our right or we're all going to move to our left. Yep. And you knowing which guy, who's, who's your guy, who are you picking up here? Yeah. And linebackers are coming in. Well, do I pick him up? Do I not pick him up? Whereas opposed to if you're just telling him, Hey, block the guy in front of you. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. You dumb, it's, it's not dumbing it down for them, but you're dumbing it down for them. But you're dumbing it down for them. You just come off the ball and drive them, you know. Yeah. Um, real zone blocking schemes, especially outside zone, old school, West Coast, Shanty, you know, all that. They're so popular. Was best first described to me, and I'll repeat this over and over, is it's synchronized swimming, but with elephants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or water buffaloes or something. Yeah. You know, not some 
pretty skinny girls throwing their legs in the air. They're big, nasty, yeah. hulking men. But it's synchronized swimming. It's all of them using, you know, moving the, at I one. I just had the visual of a bunch of offensive Wolf. linemen in, the, in a pool <laughs> right. with their hands. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. I see and, you. Hey, you. I see you. And, uh, you remember and, the old Saturday Night Live skit? Oh, I was thinking Animal House in the pool when they get in there. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, Martin or Short. Shack, I'm sorry, there was a Martin pool, Short right. uh, thing, synchronized swimming. Yes, yes. On Saturday Night Live, and he's like, I don't swim very well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> but in terms of, I've never coached a synchronized swimming team, but I would think it takes a lot of practice and a lot of continuity. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's that, that's what the zone scheme is, and I bet that's better next year too, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think in the game against Cleveland, that was one of the changes that they made. They, they went to more, mm-hmm. not as much motion. Let's slow things down a little yeah. bit here and, and, and just – you know, drive forward. Now, it didn't work yesterday quite as well. I thought there was more motion yesterday, but motion, I need to yeah. watch it a little bit more. I also think some of it's because they didn't run the ball well and knew they weren't going to run the ball well and didn't give it up. But let's give it the clay pool in motion and yeah. manufacture some cheap yards on the ground, which I, I give Canada some credit I for. Thought those, I thought those plays were some of their best. I, that was good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was good stuff. Even the one where Claypool ducked it inside. He runs got, the ball better than you think. And got two yards. I asked him after the game when he came out. I said, "So you, uh, you, you know, going to be the next Debo Samuel?" Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. Right. When, I mean, he gets ahead of steam. You he, know, he'll break an arm tackle or two, yeah. and he he's, shows you again how athletic he is. You often think of like Tyree Kill as that guy. Well, he could be a big guy, big guy too. He led them in rushing yesterday. He led the team in rushing. <laughs> right. yeah. Was not the best day on the ground. Was not the best day on the ground for sure. But it, it's you know you have to have that. If you're going to run that motion all the time, that jet sweep motion, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to give the jet sweep guy the, the ball. Yeah. And a lot of that, to Wolf's point, is continuity, timing. The timing is so important because if it goes just a little wrong, the handoff gets goofy and the blockings get goofy. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like a three-step you know, passing game where well, the rhythm and timing's all. That happened to them. They tried it last year. They hadn't. They started the year by doing some of the jet sweep motion stuff in the handoffs, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah, and then they got it started getting stopped a little bit, so they got away from it. And I remember when they did it; I think it was in Buffalo, and they did one down in their own end. Yeah, and they they muffed the handoff. Yeah, and it ends up being a nine yard loss. You know, deep in your own end, and that drive's dead. You know, and also, I mean, I'm not sure if Tomlin did this or not, but then head coaches are like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Especially defensive head or, coaches. Yeah. Or older quarterbacks that haven't done yeah. it, or you know, and also, I'm not ripping on Ben, but if the play breaks down a little and it's time to improvise and just run what you can, well, you're not going to get much from seven. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, that's you know? part of it. Uh, yeah. You know, there were a couple of times yesterday where I thought Ben could have run. Yeah, it looked like he thought about it once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's just not who he is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, when you you know when you get a new quarterback in there, they're they're going to have some of that. Running ability from the quarterback. I'm sure there'll be more of an improv or, you know, without question. I really thought Mahomes in that game Saturday night hurt the Broncos running Mm. the ball. Yeah, yeah. He's smart about it. Yeah. Without question. Yeah, it'll be something the Steelers have to do. If you watch that game, Matt, and I understand, you know, Hill barely played. Yeah. Can you take anything out of what the Broncos did against the Chiefs? And they they slogged, they they muddied it up for him both times. They did. I think the first game was 22 9. Yeah, against the against the Broncos, and then twenty they scored twenty eight points. I'm not ignoring you here, but just my personal life this weekend. I got my booster shot on Friday evening, right around dinner, and the next day was really really miserable for me. You baby, I, I was a real baby. <laughs> I was shivering and shaking, and I had both games on, 
and I fought like crazy to keep my eyes open during both of them, but I don't watch games from the couch with the blankie on, but I did this <laughs> on Saturday, and uh, I, I don't remember the details of that one enough. I will say someone's going to hire Vic Fangio to be there. Uh, who was Bum Phillips' kid, you know, and just yeah. you know, just take over a defense. I mean, he's a handful to I play. Just, I just thought about this. So if you look at the coaches who were fired, would there have been four? Gase, Zimmer, uh, Fangio. There's definitely another one. In Miami. Oh, in Miami. You're right. Yeah. That one was Three of those guys there. are defensive-oriented yeah. head coaches. Yeah. I wonder if Zimmer will, – will they take – will Zimmer take a step back and say, I'm a coordinator again? Maybe I just wonder, it, you know, is, you know, you know, if you're looking, everybody's it's offense, 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 yeah, offense, yeah, yeah, offense, yeah. and one of the reasons why Nagy got fired in Chicago is because he didn't fix the offense. A hundred percent. One of the reasons why they 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 want a new coach in Miami is because well we got to build this offense around Tua. Mm-hmm. Is that where the league's going? Is it now? If you're I defensive, because so. Fath Fangio did a great job this year. Great job this year. But I think he's a much better D coordinator than head guy, and I don't know that he passed the. You gotta give the, the guy quarterback. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, they, I think he overachieved with that team. To be very oh, honest. without a doubt. I mean, they were in it yeah. until like two weeks ago. Yeah, with with garbage. I brought up Phillips <laughs> just because like McVeigh hired Phillips with the Rams, and he was a really young head coach, probably in over his head. Great to have the the older uncle that's been around the block a million times, and he is in charge of one side of the ball. Like I think Zimmer and Fangio would be awesome at that if they decide that's a approach they want to take. Um, meanwhile, I think you know Miami's head coach will probably be a head coach again immediately. Quickly, it should be sooner. And if he's not, I mean he'll, he'll be highly sought after as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, if he wants to do that for a year, or Belichick two. Will probably take him back in find New England. We'll pay you well. Yeah. And, yeah, come join. He us. just kicked my butt twice. <laughs> right, that's so true. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. I mean, but they Matt Rule was announced he'll be back in Carolina, and one of the first things he said, I guess, at his end of season press conference was. We're in the market for a rock star offensive coordinator. Isn't that what he was supposed to be? I said, wasn't that what he was supposed to be? And wasn't the guy you fired the definition a rock of rock star? Yeah. One year. You gonna go down that road again? Right. When he had Brady and Chase and Jefferson and Edwards Alaire at LSU or you know, his name's Brady, I mean Burrow. Um, not to mention you go hire a rock star offense coordinator, he's gonna last a year. I right. mean, if he's really a rock and then you're star, blow your offense up again. Right, he's going to leave the over. band and to go solo. <laughs> it's Rod Stewart in the faces, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's great. You, everyone wants a rock star offense coordinator, but there aren't that many, and they become head coaches in a minute. Yeah. Um, if you want continuity, that's not necessary. That's why I always say when people talk about you know the Steelers, uh, well, Mike Tomlin doesn't have a coaching tree. I don't care about that. I don't care about most that, of either. his assistants are guys that he has hired who are longtime. NFL guys, yeah, 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 who don't have at that point, you know, they're in their fifties or you know late late fifties. You don't have mm-hmm. head coaching aspirations. Nobody else. No, Vic Fangio was the outlier. Yeah, yeah. David yeah, Culley's the outlier. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, everybody's looking for a young guy now to be their head coach. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for these guys who are sixty years old and have been in the league for twenty years. I didn't plan on bringing this up, but it dawned on me on the way here. And you mentioned Fangio getting let go. I wonder if Munchak's back. I would be willing to bet. I mean, he interviewed for the head coaching job out there yeah. last time. I would be willing. And I know to his be- family out there. I would be willing to bet that they probably, when they let Fangio go, if they're smart, they, they, that will be part of the, the the job. Will be 
oh, you're going to take over the the head coach. You're going to be our head coach, and here's your offensive line coach. If they're smart, yeah. But I don't. That's, there's an asterisk by that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind him becoming a free agent. Is all I'm saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. You know. But would he be interested in leaving town? There'd be nuts to let him go. I mean, ownership yeah, should I be just like, don't see that this happen. is our offensive line coach. Right. You know, and everyone should be thrilled to inherit him. Yeah, I mean, that's you know that's one of those things when, when you know when Tomlin takes over and, mm. well, okay, we got Dick, Dick LeBeau here. He can be my— We'll get along just fine. He can we'll be my D.C., yeah, you know? Absolutely. And that's one thing, I you know, people that talk about Tomlin inheriting Bruce Arians. Tomlin made Bruce Arians the offensive coordinator. Yeah, right, right, right. He was not the he offensive coordinator. The OC, right. He was the wide receivers coach mm-hmm. under Bill Cowher. And he wasn't a name. No. I mean, a Joe Average fan in San Diego or didn't know Chicago Bruce didn't was. know Bruce Arians yeah. was. Right, yeah. So to, to say that he's not, quote, unquote, part of the Tomlin coaching tree. An, that doesn't make sense to me. Either. It doesn't make sense. If, and if you're going to say, I think I said this before, if you're going to say that Mike Vrabel is part of the Belichick coaching tree. Yeah. Then why wouldn't Byron Leftwich, when he gets a head coaching job, be part of the <laughs> right, right, the exactly, coaching exactly. tree? It's, yeah. it's all semantics. You can make yeah. that, you can spin that however you want to spin it. Mm-hmm. Um, Not to mention, it, I almost count yesterday's win as a playoff win for Tomlin. By the way, too, oh, yeah, they haven't won a playoff game. Okay, so, so was last week's against the Browns, for that matter. <laughs> I know. As I was going to say, is okay. Let's say Vegas's line holds true and they get beat bad by the Chiefs next week. And all the Tomlin haters will come out. He hasn't won a playoff game since blah, 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 blah. Like, he won one. <laughs> I mean, last night's game that we watched was a playoff win by Versace. I don't say his name. Versace. Right? Yeah. That's a playoff win. Yeah. Beating, beating them with the you last two or playoff wins. You to win to get wins. in. Right, right, right. Because were, the Colts didn't do it. Because the haters would have killed him if he lost that game yeah. in Baltimore. Oh, you can't even get him in the playoff. You know, like. Yeah, yeah, like getting into you the can't playoffs have it both doesn't ways, matter. Folks. Yeah, right. It, de- it depends on what you're, you want your narrative to be. Mm, yeah. What's right. your narrative? Well, right. Tomlin stinks. Well, then he hasn't won a playoff game in five years. Sure. Between the two of us, we've written thousands and thousands of stories. And I can use stats to pad my <laughs> argument one way or another. Yeah. You know, let's start it from 2015 instead of 2014 because yeah. 2014 was a really good year. Or, you know, whatever I mean, is, I mean John Harbaugh has one playoff win. Since they won the Super Bowl in 2011, right? Is he a bomb? Is he a bomb? Does he stink? <laughs> right, exactly. You know, they just right. lost six games in a row to lose to, to, for, to finish off the season. Yeah, does he stink? Is he done? Green Bay is a funny one to me too. It's like Lafleur wins 13 games every year, but they lose the NFC Championship game every year at home. You yeah, know, like if they lose the NFC Championship game again with the MVP. Is he still the hottest coach in the world, or is he a bum? <laughs> you know, that reminds me. I was I was looking up some stats last night after the game, and I went to look up Roethlisberger's fourth quarter comeback slash game winning yeah, yeah, drive yeah. stuff. By the way, second all time. Second all time. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Just to, by comparison, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers uh, Roethlisberger has over. I think he's forty one now. Fourth quarter comebacks. He's behind only Brady, which yeah. everyone is. But he pays. He beat Manning and Far a breeze. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is 18 in his career. Really? Now, some of that's because they're winning by a bunch. Yeah, but he's not the great. I mean, he doesn't win every game by 20. I, mean, I know. Just, bit, I, just, right, right. I was just amazed by that stat. I didn't I'm know like, that stat about him. I'm like, well, that doesn't. That it's doesn't, the only one that doesn't jive with all yeah. his other stats. You know, like his, his interception stats are unbelievably low. His efficiency is unbelievably high. But he doesn't have many of those. He doesn't have those. Like, the, you know, you look, look at the top of that list. It's. 
it's you know Manning and Brady and Roethlisberger and Breeze mm-hmm. and you know some of these guys that, that you know Unitas was up there. He was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know he was kind I'm of sure he was the first high. guy that kind of did that kind yeah. of stuff. And they started keeping that stead. Hey, this guy's pretty good late in games. Maybe know? we should pay attention. To that. <laughs> I remember Elway when he retired yeah. he was really really high on the list. Those were the it guys, and I'm like, it. right. Why Aaron Rodgers is not like yeah, which goes back to your how we opened segment one of the the Herbert the Roethlisberger clutchness. I don't think any of us are saying Rodgers isn't. You yeah, know, I don't want to. I don't mind handing him the ball with two minutes left. No, I don't want to do that either. It. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's the only slight blemish on an unbelievable resume. Yeah, it's. It, I just thought it was crazy because yeah. I, I was looking at where he ranked among active quarterbacks, and I'm like one down the list, and like Rodgers is like. Eighth among active quarterbacks, I'm like, it's yeah. nuts. And he hasn't missed any time either. So right. Like, well, he it was He's three missed years a little ago. bit of time. Not, yeah, yeah, you're right. But, but just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but Steelers, uh, Steelers, Chiefs, eight fifteen on Sunday night. Giddy up. Should be fun. Should be fun. This should be a fun week just on the drive. I mean, we have so much to talk about. I mean, tons going on. Again, there's a national championship game tonight. I'm going to psych to kind of dig into that just as a— There'll be a, a few guys from that game drafted. A couple. Probably a couple, in that first yeah. round. Some I'm sure we'll be talking about for months to come. And No, I'm pretty psyched about the whole deal. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, but the, the Steelers stay alive with their 16-13 overtime win in Baltimore. Roethlisberger finishes his career against the Ravens 19-11. Yeah, I saw that. Not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I saw another stat today, too. Since he entered the league, it's like 18 or 19 Steeler Ravens games have been decided by three points. Oh, it's not. I mean, that used to be the norm. That's why when yeah. I saw that line was five points. Me too. Last I'm week, like, I'm I'll like, take it. That doesn't make any sense. I, I don't. I don't know who's going to win. As soon as I saw the line, I'm like, if you're going to give either one of these teams over three, I'm going to take it. Same thing's true for whenever they play next year the first yeah. time. I don't even know who's on the team yet. But don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. If one know, of them's whatever. a four-point dog, I'll take the four. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way those games yeah, go. They, I mean, they used it's to enough be enough proof. I, I likened it uh, in my preview that those games used to be, if, you're, if you've ever read A Clockwork Orange or seen the, uh, I've seen the, the movie, movie a million times, right? A uh, little ultra-violence. A little bit of the ultra-violence, <laughs> yeah. No doubt about it. Every one of those games was like that. <laughs> yeah. Not that was the thing. The, uh, the you know, the Ravens, the Ravens were very respectful uh, of Roethlisberger. They put a thing out uh, um, on their website. I was wondering how the reception Talking about all. how you know, they had a bunch of their former players talking about Roethlisberger mm-hmm. and how they, they hated him because he would beat them and, sure. and that kind of stuff, but they respected him. And then throughout the game, they kept showed, they showed, you know, if it, the game would have been in Pittsburgh and they did it, they would have showed, the, you know, Roethlisberger's highlights against the Ravens. Well, all their stuff was the Ravens highlights against Roethlisberger. Okay. Here's an interception, you know, here's a, a sack. Or, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was all that As stuff the entire game. Yeah, yeah that, that makes the rivalry more, more fun. And, <laughs> you know, we talked about it before, and I don't think it's an accident that Terrell Suggs was the guy they Came out in his Bane mask, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great stuff. And uh, I don't think either team's going away anytime soon. It's a shame. I mean, yeah. You know, that's uh, it's that era is over, though. Roethlisberger's retirement uh, at yeah, the end of the yeah. season kind of ends that. He was the last remaining vestige. I guess Cook but, was Cook was still their punter back then, but he's a punter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has a count. But, I mean, the Lamar-led Ravens don't look like the Ravens we were used to all those years either. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But they're not much different yeah, I mean, in terms of the, the rivalry. The, and you know. the, the, as, as Mike Tomlin talked about, the culture, and actually Harbaugh talked about it as well, they both were very complimentary of each other, that the culture that the other has built. Yeah. Is what makes is the backbone of both of those teams. It'll never happen, but if I could have my wish, there will be a football life or a thirty for thirty of Kevin Colbert and Ozzie Newsom 
just chilling over some <laughs> bourbon or coffee or on a fishing boat, just saying, man, I knew you were going to take Max Williams right when I yeah. was about to, or I was about to draft TJ Watt, or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, we knew exactly what you guys were going to do. They draft the same players every year. Right, right, right. They I mean, when we go, when we, we don't do, get them, he's going to get when them. When we start doing our draft stuff, folks, and we start talking about players that we like for the Steelers, I guarantee you at least a couple of those guys are getting drafted by the Ravens. Yeah, you brought this up <laughs> just a year ago. Like, if the Steelers were to take in Dobbins instead of Claypool, they'd probably be playing against Claypool twice exactly, a year. Exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> the way it goes, yeah. Anyways, that's going to do it for our show. We'll be back again tomorrow and the rest of the week yeah, uh, talking uh, Steelers Chiefs. Uh, but for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob Recht here on site keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.